Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 898 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by James Dean Raider and Ben Funky Askren after another weekend of college wrestling. And sadly, the last full weekend of... There's still like two duels left, but it's oh, over. It's Ooh. over. Yeah, I think Oregon State has a duel, and there's like a Bellarmine okay. Presbyterian situation. Yes, there's two. Um, but for for all intents and purposes, the regular season is done. Mm-hmm. In fact, those don't even count <coughs> towards allocations. So. They don't? No, they do not. So what are they doing it for? They still count towards at-large. Um, oh. Okay. And seeding purposes. Oh, I forgot uh, to look at the last chance open. Speaking of that, what happened? Shoot. Yeah, we. I didn't either. You know what? Let's look. I'm, I was, I'm Googling it right now. I was too busy on Trek Wrestling looking at uh, Takedown for the Troops out in Hutto, hey, Texas. I, I saw your son won a tournament. How about that? It was really, yeah, it was awesome. It was so fun. Um, yeah? I did I did yell at a ref, but I apologize. So. Oh, my goodness, Christian Piles. Um, no, it was it was actually really cool. He had that was like one goal he wow. set for himself to to win a tournament. There's actually some decent people here. Troy Spratley beat Michael D'Agostino by injury default in overtime. A takedown for the troops? How did I miss this? No, last chance open. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought I would have noticed that. Berwick lost to Julian Farber in the finals. Oh man. Valiant That's... Prep brought a squad. Uh Kyler Larkin wrestled, Adrian Meza wrestled. So is it? I wonder if this is going to help get anyone to the tournament. Probably not. Northwestern brought a squad because Telsha Hart won it. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Yes, Bradley D'Agostino. D'Agostino injury default. Interesting. Oh wow! In overtime. Overtime, right? That's not good. Man, D'Agostino no, just not. can't seem to catch a break, can he? No, he can't. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, he gets he gets hurt a lot, unfortunately. Broderson got the W and he got the medical forfeit over his teammate. Yeah, I guess he only needed like a few. To, to... And Northwest Northwestern kind of brought a lot of guys because they M Bates eighty four also. Yes, they did. Wow. 
All right, yeah, so the last chance happened. Providing it's a service. It was, it was more uh, legitimate, we'll say, than, than other years. It's it's always legitimate. <laughs> it's a great tournament. One, one of our finest. Okay, so uh, I don't know where to start. Um, probably Iowa, Oklahoma State is the thing that most people care about, although it's probably not going to be all that dis- exciting to discuss, and it was not all that competitive either. Well, I think that is the thing that's most interesting to discuss is, you know, we had kind of, there were some compelling matches here and most Mm -hmm. of them broke Iowa's way. To me, the the most interesting thing was one, we did not expect Abasad to wrestle um, coming into this, or I didn't think he would at least just based on some converse, some comments coach brands had made a week or two previously, but he was, he was out there. It was a pretty exciting match with Whitlake. I did not think um, Abe or Travis looked like particularly awesome, but it was a pretty good win for for Abe to have after missing three weeks with an injury. So I thought that was pretty almost, notable. Almost a month because that was <clears throat> that was January twenty two. Yeah, so almost a month. Did you watch uh, Warner Serber? I did. I, no, I actually didn't that one. Well, I want to talk about Brand's plot because plot is, you know, he was kind of having a really good season and now he's lost a couple matches back to back and he didn't really sniff uh, Nelson's legs. And I mean, he didn't get close to a takedown in the third period. Nelson's going to keep himself in a lot of matches this year just by being guys are not. I mean, I don't know if you've, if you watched with this sort of a analytical or technical eye, but what yeah. is it that guys cannot get in on him? Oh. Well, yeah, we, we remember we, we were doing lines last week and we talked about this is that he's lost. He, so he's actually only six and four on the season, uh, but his losses are Starocki, Labriola, Edmund Ruth and Rocky. And they're all like uber close three, two, two, one type matches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he gives up almost no takedowns, but you know, a decent part of that also is he doesn't really engage a supermodel. It's not like he's taking 24 shots, right, and trying to get to the legs. It's he holds really outstanding position, wrestles hard for seven minutes, and looks for his one spot. Yeah. He he had a couple of times. He actually got in um, a couple of times against Plot. Plot really, you know, we, we kind of laughed at the interview Coach Brands or Coach Smith did after after yeah. the Missouri duel. But he really didn't do anything in this duel. I was really surprised Nothing. with his, his activity level. I thought overall this this looked to be a Oklahoma State looked to be a, a team. You, you always talk about this, but like training through an event, like just because top to bottom the team didn't look great. They looked pretty flat to me. Um, Oklahoma State, yeah, yeah. I, I not think I, I mean, and a good indicator of that is like how did their best best guys look and even Dayton Fix who is the model of consistency and excellence did not look good against Brody nope. Teske and you I give credit to Teske for wrestling him really really tough yeah. and he had it was a it was it was interesting because JD just looked at the box score he's like I'll oh, just Dayton rolled here but it wasn't, it wasn't really that way. it wasn't that way and you know, it was it was four three and he got the six point, you know, two and two and four, six point takedown and then ride time to get the major. But um I if you were a Dayton fan and you were watching that live, you might have been getting a little nervous because he was looking very tired. Um and what did not have the ability to really ride Tesky all that well, took a stall call and was kind of tied up in a few of those scrambles. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good performance from Brody, but definitely not Dayton's 
finest showing, which shows the level of excellence he's at because he, he did major Brody. But I thought Brody's final shot there, I, th- I thought it came a little earlier than it had to because, one, yeah. Dayton had a warning. So if I think if he had just kept that kind of, like, pressure yeah. on him for another minute, he might have gotten that the second warning and gotten a point. Or yeah, I think I you got to be a little more sure of your shot there. And his head was down. He got reattacked really, really easily. Yeah, I mean, Brody's not a great leg attacker. Yeah, so to your point, I think maybe he came a little bit too early, and I probably could have got that second stall call for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Warner match was interesting because you think 3-2, okay, probably one takedown, and they trade it escapes, but it wasn't that way. Serber had a really slick takedown, and then Warner rode him out the entire second period. And then the third, oh, Warner goes under and gets a locked hands call in an escape to go up by by one. Then Serber locked get, his hands. He, oh my yes, goodness! Early, early in the third, and then wow, and then this was just not Oklahoma State's day. Just like I don't think there were like a lot of bad calls, but basically everything broke Iowa's way. And there was a a good uh, Jacob got in on a leg attack, and Serber hit that same dive roll he hit against yep. everyone. Tricky. Elam, he's really good, and he gets to it, but the way. He comes through. Warner's knee is in a really, really bad spot, and they potentially dangerous. But he had kind of come mm-hmm. out, so it was definitely his best scoring opportunity since that leg attack. And then that was pretty much the end of it, and he lost lost by one. But if you're Oklahoma State, you're like, okay, you can definitely win this match. Um, yeah, I, I continued to be more impressed with Serber. I mean, it's not just he's tough. He's tough. I don't know if he can. You know, he's not a top four guy, but. Oh, definitely not. He's a tricky out in, in the round of sixteen, even round of thirty-two. He's gonna be, he's gonna have a a, a better seed than him in round one, probably of NCAA's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a tricky out, but there's a lot of guys. I mean, he he had the seven zero loss to Tanner Sloan, who obviously Sloan's been really good this year, mm-hmm. um, but he lost to Harvey. I mean, he could, he could. I would say, if you said, what's more likely? He goes one and two, or y'all Americans. I'm there's these chance I'm picking one and two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I don't. I don't disagree with that. But yeah, he's he can't. He could definitely. He has upset possibilities. Yes. Uh, and Tanner Sloan is twenty and one. Did you realize that? No. Do you know who his only losses to? No. The goat Come Andy on, Smith. The goat Andy Smith. Right. Yes. Oh my God. What in the world? Andy Smith's kind of got some good wins this year. I mean, obviously to anyone that pays attention, but. Uh, so he doesn't have that many good wins, but he's beaten Silas Alva twice. And one of them was 12 to zero, which given how well he's done, that's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also has beaten Owen Pence, who's pretty tough and he's beaten Cerber. Um, but yeah, not not a lot of great wins there. Um, obviously, Big Ten, Big Twelves will have Rocky and Cerber and Pence and a few other people again. Yeah. So I look forward to Dang. watching Sloan again. Um, and then twenty five. I mean, Spencer's cartwheel. Was was, cartwheel. That was that was insane. Um, great timing because Whitcraft was going for it. I don't even know what it was yes. like. He had the head and he was under the arm, kind of. It looked like oh, this is kind of. Spicy, yep. and then he just cartwheels him right to his back, and it took him yeah. a while to get him flat. But yeah. Spencer goes out well, the same way he uh, started his Carver career with a pin. 
Yeah, he he uh Will Will was out to put his shoulders flat. Big time. Yeah. Whitcraft, yes. Oh, uh, Whitcraft. There's too many wits on that team. Wits. <laughs> and you get their wits about them. So yeah, um, 50, hey, I was really impressed how hard um Real Woods dominated um Carter Young because Carter Young's been having I mean he did he did lose on Thursday to Moshe Schwartz, I believe. Or did he beat him? No, he, he beat, beat him. him. He beat, he beat um, Moshe. So given how you know how well he's been doing, it was a pretty really impressive performance from Real Woods. And um I maybe have been slow to this, slower than you guys. I just didn't want to I didn't want to put the cart before the horse. But yes, Aliras and Woods have now Seemingly got quite a bit of distance between themselves and the field, which is really funny given that they were in the same field last year and you didn't feel that way about them, but it does seem they're quite a bit better than the rest. Yeah. Well, a lot a lot of people left this field, which has a lot to do with it. But yeah. also Real Woods scored all of his points in the first period again. That and... happens. Yeah. <laughs> still a lot still a lot of points. It's still it's a better strategy than trying to like maintain a consistent pace where you're cautious for what like if you get up if you get eight points yes. in a period, you're probably winning that that match. Yes. Uh it is Okay, I think he got seven of his eight in the first seven period. of the eight because he, he got away. But um <clears throat> it is kind of weird because I've never viewed real like that. Um never. But I've also he's scoring more points than ever, too. Yes. So that tilt is nice. Yeah. Pretty much everyone should know that tilt. It, yeah. Nice two-on-one tilt series. Okay. Yeah, with, with the reinforced bar. Mm-hmm. You didn't do tilts. You're against them. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, I teach to, I teach a lot of tilts because tilts, they are a great way to uh, uh, score some points. But, yeah, for, for me personally, I don't, I don't bother with that stuff. That's such you, babies. You will you will teach them though. You you teach tilts. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Be an idiot not to. I mean, they're, they're, I would say they're very easily the number one scoring top move in college wrestling. By it's, I wouldn't even say it's competitive or close. I think it's probably like seventy percent some type of tilt. And more than the other a bunch more of more than the three quarter stack. I, you don't see very many of those. If you can get three quarter stacks, someone you're likely going to pin them, so you probably won't even get any near fall points. Yeah, so you must you must show that one a lot. I do. I do. I got a mean defecator. Crank what is that? A little bit. Uh, it's where it's. I'll show you sometime. I don't want to. Don't show me the defecator. <laughs> secret hold. It's a secret hold. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Uh, so a great way for for him to go out. Um. Muran Voinovich was very interesting match. Voinovich got mm. the first takedown. Uh, beautiful yeah. high crotch. And then Muran gets his own double leg takedown. And man, he got, he was sort of tired at the end, which was yeah. the, maybe the only Iowa guy that was sort of faded. But yeah, the- I could have seen a second stall call. So the first stall call, I think, was with 40 seconds left in the third period. And uh, I thought there could have been another one there also. Yeah. And then Cedric... Oh, wait, you know what we didn't talk about? No. I'm sorry, I just went to, I went to it. We didn't talk about Kennedy versus Sheets. That was a great match. You didn't she... you didn't respond by this. She oh, just hit that wonderful limp arm, right? And then he, he, had just, it. I, he just moved the wrong direction and he like he like fell over. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly five, what four, you're saying. And he was on a single and he limped, and I think Kennedy moved, I want to say Kennedy moved that way and Sheets went that way and kind of like fell over and then Kennedy just went on top of him. Yeah. I mean, it, 
the way it came out, you know, Sheets gets away and it's like, okay, one point match, but you figure Kennedy's just going to hold. And he immediately fires the single. He gets in really mm -hmm. deep, as you mentioned, yeah. limp arm. He's almost behind. And then I don't know if he rushed it, rushed the finish or what it was I technically. Just, I think he just misguessed it. Yeah, I think he tried to rush it and he kind of like thought, okay, he'll be right here. And then Kennedy moved that way and he freaking like slipped off the back and fell over. Sometimes you got a zig when they're expecting a zag. That's yeah, what happened so here. true. It was a zigzag situation. But, yeah, nice nice win for Kennedy. I mean, Sheets got the first takedown of that match, I believe. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. Kennedy continues to pass the test. Mm -hmm. I want to see where, um, uh, how big 10s are going to be seated at that weight. That will be very interesting. Uh, yes. See how that's seated. Uh, okay. All right, I got nothing else in this duel. I'm trying to think what else uh, was on my mind. Oh, Seabrick didn't. G. Feller wrestled the Spider-Man meme match, and it was about how you'd expect. It went down <laughs> tiebreaker rideouts for G. He got the win. A couple interesting exchanges and scrambles, but nothing really of note, and pretty much exactly what you would expect from a match like yeah, this. For sure. Um, so, yeah, Iowa rolls on senior night. All, their, all three of their seniors won, which is a cool way for them to go out. Uh, elsewhere. This was this was not on. Uh, I didn't know this was an option. Uh, Emilio Isaguera over Brock Hardy. Dude. When I when I saw that flash on my screen because I didn't get to watch that match live because takedown for the troops. Uh, I came back. I was like, oh, maybe they put that up wrong because I mean I don't even think he's wrestling and Brock Hardy's probably not gonna lose it, but he sure enough did. Uh, ben, why don't you talk through that situation a little bit? Wait, wait, hold on. Is this uh, is this takedown for the troops? Is this Caleb's term that you keep talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like you don't know that? I might as well know what tournament Caleb's wrestling in. Uh, I, I, I felt like gold battle, I felt like but... everyone was talking about that for this tournament for but, weeks. Oh, everyone was talking about. It. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, okay. So, uh, yeah, Izagiri got he got that cradle kind of uh, er, really early in the match, and it was impressive because he, he got it locked up, couldn't turn it, went went away from it, went back to it, went away from it, went back to it, and he really stuck with it. But then I think what impressed me more than his ability to get that cradle was, so then Hardy gets an escape, a takedown, and cuts him and gets it almost takedown at the end of the first, and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, wow, this, this might fall apart. And then Hardy gets an escape, so it's 7-4, and he, he gets a stall call, and he gets an almost takedown again, I think. And then Izaguri kind of controlled it after that. He got in, and he almost got a takedown, or maybe got a takedown. And then he gets a reversal on third period, and he rides out the entirety of the third period. Brock Hardy is a very difficult person to ride. So I was super impressed with Izaguri because, you know, he had that first big move, and you're like, okay, true freshman, Really good, experienced guy who wrestles hard. This this could fall apart, and it, it looked like it was going for a second. And then Izagiri just locked in, and and he won the end of the match too. I also thought Hardy looked huge compared to Emilio. I thought yeah he, he looked significantly, um, significantly bigger. But the cradle was crazy to me because he has it, and it looked like and he he, he loses. It's like a near side cradle. He like it was a nice, it was a good shot from from yep. Hardy, and he scoots and sits the corner. Does um, Isagara, and then he locks up the near side cradle. Then he lets go, and then it looks like, and Ben, you would probably know better than me. Yeah, he was trying. He, he, starts, I think he thought he was going to have to get a go behind, and then he relocked it up. Yeah, but it looked like he almost started rolling as he relocked it and takes yeah, him through. Yeah. It was kind of it was Very sort quick. of 
unorthodox. And I was impressed because he didn't immediately put him on his back. He had to really, yeah. it was one of those near side cradle situations where sometimes they can get, have it locked up, but you don't get any near fall points. So he had to roll. I mean, Hardy's got that zombie feel, moves moves out of there. Yeah, I mean, so he had to work hard for those points. Yes. So then that was a that was a game changer. Liam Cronin takes out uh, Brandon Courtney in sudden victory, contrary to I'm David so, Bray and I's predictions. I'm so glad we didn't do a one and a half pointer on this uh, one. You owe myself. Uh, the fans of Nebraska and Liam Cronin and Mark Manning quite the apology. Tyler, w- will you please? Um, oh, we're rolling tapes. Roll this tape. I'm claiming. I'm claiming David Bray influenced me. Play He's it. a bad influence. Go ahead and play it. This could be doctored. Pick him, says JD. I can't hear anything. This is Courtney. Yeah. It's like not even. Yeah, it's not a thing. I mean, it's a thing, but. See, it's Wait, are we getting taped? Because I can't Cronin hear should nothing. be getting some points here, in my opinion. Uh, go for really? it. Really? Think so? Yeah. Do it. Wow. Do it. And smart. You know what to do. JD smart. Say Liam. Liam. Say CP. Liam Cronin. Say it right now. No, no, you say, I, I don't know if I'm picking Liam Cronin. Let me look. I think you should. Mm, I want to say, all right. Barnett. CP said this is not a thing. No, I'm going to go. Allegedly. <laughs> This is the first time we've ever rolled the tape. <laughs> I love. Can we, can we? I think we should play the tape on each other more often. JD only wants to roll the tape when it serves his own purposes. I mean, that's when a smart, hey, smart you, move. Y'all can honestly. check me at any time. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So blew that one. Still thought. Yeah, Courtney. I still think Courtney's better. I don't care. Um. I mean, Courtney yeah. had the leg up in overtime. You freeze it there. You're thinking, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably better, but. Yeah. Cronin's tricky. I don't know. I mean, I I know Cronin's good at these leg passes, but um, after a while, to me, it just seems utterly predictable. Like, you get his leg in the air, he's going to go back underneath you. And and these guys, really besides Spencer, he gets them all. Yeah, when they roll on. He really does. He squishes them. Yeah, he's good at, he's good at passing legs. Um, big win for him, for sure. I mean, he's he really has had maybe. a great year. And maybe I'm just having a hard time shaking – Liam, prior to this year. That'd Maybe be a big proceeding, too, because the Avis won't meet again. Yeah, completely agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So that was that was pretty much all that happened to note in, in that duel. Ed Scott, Austin O'Connor, super um, close match. We could roll that tape because the line was eight and a half. Ben and I scoffed, rightly so. And it was, yeah. a, it was a one takedown we match. We did stop at that one. But I'm a bigger man. I'm not going to roll the tape, even though I absolutely I was would. on that show, so you can roll that tape. Yeah. <laughs> but it was your line. So your 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 imprint is everywhere. This is true. But then again, with all the available data, uh, you had to have a pretty big number for, for O'Connor. Yeah. So. I had, But there was just something like the logic said it was a big number, and then... But then there was something else that said this is not going to be a big number. Like yes. it was, I don't know. It just felt honestly, it felt obvious to me when it was said. Yeah, eight and, and a half, half no, is too, too much, much. But I did think it was going to be a larger margin of victory for O'Connor. I've just been really impressed with him. Um, yeah. Since he's come back, um, and I thought Scott would maybe make another really large jump, 
and it feels like we haven't seen them make kind of that, that second jump yet this season. I also um, think Ed, um, Ed sort of didn't wrestle his typical style against him. He wrestled a way more controlled, basic, solid type of mm-hmm. uh, pro- He wasn't like go-for-it mode. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of that is, is a credit to O'Connor, who is so good positionally, like you don't even get to try the insanity yeah. that, that you attempt against like an Andonian or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, Ed should scale, should generally scale back the insanity because it, it has worked against him. I, you yeah. know, I guess you could say it works for him sometimes, but it has definitely worked against him a lot of times too. And if if you can wrestle tough positionally, sometimes you could do that and then spr- sprinkle in a little bit of the other stuff, but not to the volume that he does. Yeah. Um. So that was, it. I mean, NC State rolled against UNC. Yes. Clay, you you texted us about Clay Lout, Ben, and. Uh, yeah, what's we up? Were, we were hyping him big that? time this year, and he's just, I don't know, something's going on there. Yeah, I remember he was t- really tough at NCAAs last year. I'll, I'll look up his performance, but I remember watching him be like, damn, that dude's scraps. Um, all right, NCAAs last year for Clay Lout. Beats Troy Fisher, beats Tyler Eichens, loses 4-2 to Makai, beat Mako, lost to Plot, lost to Labriola. I mean, that that's, mm. I think, sixth place or eighth place. Yeah, it's kind of not as good as I remember it. <laughs> He did beat really? uh, Hayden, he did beat Hayden Hydley that year. Beat Hydley, beat Matt Fine Silver. Um, yeah, let's see who else he beat last year? Beat Fine Silver again. You know, Fine Silver is really tough. Beat McNally. He did lose to Rocky Jordan, and he you know he lost the labs. He lost the lab roll three two twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, not a great showing there. Oh my gosh, maybe it's because I have a bias because he beat. I didn't realize this. He beat Peyton. T- Two years in a row at the NCAAs. That yeah, son of a gun. But he, he lost to Labriola two years in a row at the NCAAs because that year he must it must have been blood round. He got knocked out by Labriola. Yes. Um, yeah, but he's uh, rough go this year because he lost to uh, I I don't know who this guy is. Alex Fison. He lost to Luca Augustine. He lost to Will Miller. He's lost. Yeah, seven rough year. Rough year. And now at six and four, is he going to be? Could be uphill. Definitely for him not getting an AQ. Yeah, he's got to steal a spot. Yes. Okay, so that was. Spots? Sorry, when is the when is that show coming out? Uh, the the is that this Wednesday or something? The allocations. Yeah. It'll probably be Thursday, but. Uh, They're going to news dump us. There's a chance. Bunch of cowards. Could be Wednesday. Okay. Unfortunately, there's no, like, it's coming out at this date, at this time. All right. So let's talk. Um, well, we sent we sent the A-team to, to Tampa for this Cornell. No, no, no one State else to, sent the but, A-team. But no one else told us <laughs> that they just were not even going to try to field full lineups. So um, that would have definitely changed our staffing had we known. However, we just assumed incorrectly. Um so yeah, this the this was kind of like the discussed match for all the wrong reasons because of who wasn't wrestling. For th- these are the starters I have that were out, um, and it was both sides had a lot of guys missing. No, Yanni Unger, Hoffman, Romero, Ethan Smith, Harchla, Cornella. In this one, that's a large contingent of both teams. Probably going to be a co- wait. Is it more than that? 
Uh, uh, who? You didn't say Foca, did you? Oh yeah, no Foca. You didn't say um, uh, who's eighty four, tall, skinny kid. Lowe's out for the year, so that doesn't. Oh, count. he is. Yeah, he's. Oh, out. I thought he came back. And he's out. Oh, okay. done. All right, got it. And uh, Fernandez, Fernandez yeah. is too. I think mm-hmm. Fernandez is done for the year. Wait, the heavyweight from Cornell? Yes. yes. What? What happened to him? Injured. Dang, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, hey, I guess did I you also? Those guys are out for the year. We'll get back to this, but did you realize that um, Lou Dupre is out for the year and then immediately coach. immediately yes. became an assistant coach? I feel like that's definitely something we should talk about on the show. And just I keep remembering after the show, like we need to talk about that. Lou Dupre done the reverse. Uh, the reverse Bergy. Reverse Bergy. Um, <laughs> swiped from one team. That's an all time. That is just all time. Um, but but landing a job, had, uh, you know, one week after having career ending, and that's a big boast for Binghamton. It's like you don't even have to finish the season. You're gonna be you're gonna be employed. Yeah, I did see him at. Um, I saw I was at that Binghamton Navy duel after our kids wrestled out there, and I saw him on the bench. I didn't realize he was actually an employed coach. I just figured it was he just wanted to be around and liked helping out something like that. Pretty yeah, impressive. he's on he's on staff. I mean, it's nice. Too bad because yeah, I know because of a season-ending injury. Yeah, that definitely stinks. Um, bummer for for Lou for sure, but uh, he's on staff. I think someone else was done, but I can't remember now. But yes, Ohio State Cornell, both teams partial partial lineups. Uh, putting it mildly, a lot of anger from fans who were excited for this duel, and I understand it, but you also understand why they're why they do it. To me, it's just like I why? don't know. Uh, can I complain for a second? Yeah, yeah. And of course, th- there was a wife that was complaining uh, about about media complaining about people wrestling, and uh, they have this notion that um, the the athletes have zero obligation to the fans to wrestle. And um, while I agree that they don't only have an obligation to the fans, I I think there there should be some though of like, hey, if we're gonna have a match, like we should want to show up and wrestle and have a good lineup out there. And I remember my senior night, um, I was so sick. And we, we actually wrestled with five people on the team because we had this weird bug. I told Coach Smith, I'm going out there no matter what. Listen, that's what I'm going to do. And so I do think, I just don't think athletes gain as much as they think they gain by taking one match off. Like you think, oh, I'm trying to peak in March, so I'm going to take one match off and that's going to, that's somehow going to immensely help me. Like, yeah, right. Maybe it's a, helps like this much maybe but not that much like come on dudes like get your butt out there wrestle uh put it on the line and honestly i think i can make a decent argument for the more matches you wrestle and the more the more data you get the better you get like oh that that single like didn't work against the guy from ohio state we need to work on that again going in eiwas i think you can make argument that direction yeah i mean to, to me my question is all right you guys obviously don't care about this match both teams you could say both teams don't yeah. care about this match. so sure. why are you scheduling a tough duel at this time of year that don't, too don't do it i just like what why did you do this why did you have this thing in tampa and sell tickets if you know if it's could go one way or the other you're gonna sit guys unless yeah you know we all know right. these guys aren't done right they're, they're they'll be back so they just chose not to to wrestle them and also you can't blame the athletes necessarily because the coaches and like 
listen, yeah, Ben Askren on senior night, you can tell Brian Smith you're wrestling no matter what. But some of these guys, you they don't always know what's best for themselves, and the coaches have to be like, no, you're not, actually not wrestling. Yeah, um, but then I mean, you 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 honestly you brought up a great point there. Like, why did you schedule this duel on this date if you knew? That there's a high likelihood you're gonna be sitting a decent portion of your roster because it, we're only two weeks away from EIWAs. Yeah, yeah, like um, you know, Penn State always has like a, a super you know, easy one, easier at home. match. That yeah, yeah, at home, uh, this time of year, and you know, Iowa and Oklahoma State basically always wrestle this weekend. But other than that, you're not really, you, you don't have to do this. You can do it a different time of year or not at all, which in this case, not at all may have been just as you know. Wise of an option. Vito wrestled Mendez. That was the match that did happen. Uh, all Vito in this one. Men- Mendez had some moments. He made it tough uh, in spots, but Vito just had a little too much for him. Yeah, I really thought that... Um, I really thought Mendez was going to get a takedown. I thought he'd get one. Yeah. Th- and that's the thing. Of, he came kind of close on that one whip over. Um, yeah. That was kind of it. Vito is the toughest person to predict matches from. Because, <laughs> I mean, think about this. I was talking with someone about it yesterday, one of the dads at the club. And he's like, dude, can you believe Vito beat Menace with that band? I was like, well, yeah. But also, like, this guy loses to Patrick Glory. Nearly texts Patrick Glory. And two weeks later, loses to him. Like, he has this kind of he that's, beats He beats Sam Latona pretty soundly. Sam Latona doesn't get to his legs even, I don't even think, one time in a match. And literally less than a month later, Sam Latona is living on his legs. You just, Vito, (laughs) Vito, Vito match to match. It's like, I don't know. They could wrestle again, and Mendes could be all over him for all we know. It's really tough to predict. One thing that is a fact is that when Vito's on, he is really, really, really tough to beat. But it can be tough to predict when when that's going to be. Um, I agree. Great point. So a lot out of this weekend for the the Roman Dayton Vito dynamic, anything shifting in your mind, Ben? I think I mean I, I think Fix and Dayton has the possibility to be very competitive. Um I'm leaning Dayton. Fix and, uh, fix and I Vito. Be, I wouldn't get tased if Vito won. You wouldn't <laughs> get tased. <laughs> um Yeah. I, I think You've got to give him a shot. It looks like that'll... Well, shoot. I mean, how are they going to seed Vito? Is he going to get the three still? He, sh- I feel like he should, even uh, though yeah. he has a Latona. Who, who would they put above him there? Because he beat McGee, which is going to be big for him. Because yeah. um, McGee's four, McGonagall's, McGonagall's five. Oh, my gosh. There's no way. Well, McGonagall, he's going to wrestle McGonagall at EIWAs. Oh, yeah. So I feel like so, he should, should still... Vito resolved. should still be the three. Even with a Latona loss. Yeah. There's no way Latona could go up there, right? Because Philippine and Latona will wrestle in conference. But if, if Latona wins, who are all of his losses? He lost to that FNM kid like yeah. the first week. Oh yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That's gonna that's gonna hurt the case. Do you think it is? Because sometimes when they're not a Maybe member of the field, Shana. they kinda just forget about him. It'll hurt yeah, his win percentage and he lost to And Philippi. He's got a lot of losses. Okay, so no chance for him. No chance, even if he wins the ACC. Yeah, he's got Lakers. five losses. No yeah. One. So it Dayton Roman should still be the two three. Here's crazy hypothetical though. Okay. 
Jesse wins Big Tens. What are you talking about? How would he win Big Tens? Takes out Roman, Roman, I guess he said. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Jesse beating Roman? I said this with crazy hypothetical. Hey, hey. Then what happens? Save, save the tape on this one for him. I, I said it was this? a crazy scenario. I mean, all right. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm I'm truly speechless in this moment. I don't know what to say. I think I was <laughs> such a preposterous, even hypothetical. Like, he is just not close. This guy hasn't lost since 2020 to Sebastian Rivera. I don't think Jesse Jesse is going to have a hard time generating against these elite elite guys. Um, and Roman's only getting better, seemingly. Roman's you know what? I love you, Jay. Pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I, I uh, that is. I, th- uh, I think Teske could beat Mendez. Well, let's see who are you going to. I think have? So I think be... I think Teske beating Mendez is far more likely than Mendez beating Roman for sure. Well, who's going to be? Uh, who's going to be the also three? Ragusin. Be Bird, Ragusin, or Cannon? Yeah, we got. I think uh, first thing, first things first, we got to start doing some seating seating prediction stuff. Oh, uh, hey, I meant to bring up one thing, guys. Can I bring up one thing? Of course, no, no. It's official. I love when I Ben regular. asked for permission am, to be on the regular show. season. I'm your regular season picks champion. And I would March like, is I would all like, that matters, bro. I'd like an award to go right here no, no, for no. a regular season picks Did champion. We make a bet? So um, no. my, here's my address. I'll give you my address so you guys can mail it to me. Okay, say your address right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the academy address. The academy address is 596 West North Shore Drive, Harlem, Wisconsin. Please send it there. West North Shore? Week. I know it's it's uh you would you get a lot more North people Shore, if you wouldn't confuse them with the address. If you type in North Shore, well, you want to hear something that's really confusing. But if you type in North Shore, a lot of times they'll take you to the wrong place. It's really annoying. So you gotta put a W North Shore. But our first academy is on North Shore Drive. Okay, but that's AW Lake Country, because that's the area we live in is Lake Country. Mm-hmm. The second academy started is in Thienesville, but the area in Thienesville is called the North Shore area, the North Shore of Lake Michigan above Milwaukee. Oh, boy. So it's super confusing because our first game is on North Shore Drive, but our second academy is AWA North Shore. So we've had quite a few people get that mixed up. Man. I know. They got to really – if you want to wrestle for AWA, you got to do some homework. <laughs> You've got to know – you have to have a good grasp on Wisconsin geography just to get in the door. Oh, my gosh. You can also click on the directions button. Find your, find your way there. It was so funny. We were driving home, and Caleb just randomly goes, "Is that the most?" As I use the Maps app, he's like, "Is that the most useful app on the phone?" I was like, "Yeah, it probably is." And I was explaining to him how we used to like print off MapQuest directions. Oh yeah, have them in the Map car, Quest and we lady. thought that was sweet. It was like, dude, this is pretty cool. We know where to go. And I was like, and before and that, says, yeah, I was like, before that, people were just using Maps. To know Seriously. where to go, hitting up gas stations. It, it, it's not that long ago. I remember I saw yeah, them right on. 2006, I won the title, and then me and my buddies, Joe Williamson, Marcus Hain, and Gabe went on a uh, road trip, and we were supposed to go, we were sp- sleep one night in Atlanta, Georgia, we were going to sleep in my, our other buddy, Ahmad Prater's house. We couldn't find his house. Yeah. We could not find his house. He was trying to tell us where. We couldn't find the streets. We are atlas. They weren't in the atlas. We were so pissed. And I think he got mad at us for not coming to his house. We said we were going to come to his house. We couldn't find it. We gave up and just got a hotel. Yeah. I remember uh, when we would drive to New York to visit my mom's family, 
My dad would get lost. It would add like hours to the trip because he would like yes. not know where he's going. I was like, oh my! I was like, this is the most miserable because it's already a pretty long drive, often yeah. through the snow, and then he's lost. I'm like, this there's got to be a better way. For real, and that's that's when I invented smartphones with uh, GPS coordinates. JD, well, JD that, don't know about these struggles, Christian. He just doesn't know. He's too young. He doesn't get. He doesn't it. know. More or less. Yeah, he's like, yes. he's like, guys, just use a Garmin GPS. It's like, no, those were like, no. those were not helpful. I remember like either. printing off um, MapQuest and stuff. Yeah. But that's pretty much the extent yeah. of that. I, I don't ever remember having to like go to a gas station and just ask somebody who knew the area how to get somewhere. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And yeah, like just to be, especially as much as we travel, it's like, okay, where am I going? What am I trying to do? Or even just looking for something. Sorry, everyone has yes. a smartphone. But um. I thought it was funny that Caleb asked that. I was like, that probably is the most useful app on the phone. Very, very useful app, Caleb. Very, very smart comment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are we sure we didn't do a, a regular season bet? I feel like we did. Um, we should. I win. Give, give me a prize. I think Tyler wrote it down somewhere. All right. Well, maybe, maybe that's not true. Roll the tape. But the season totals, I went 72 and 69. Wow. Ben went 84 and 57. CP went 79 and 62. Okay, but unfortunately, March is all that matters. We have to figure out how so what, we're going to do pickums for yeah, conferences. What do we do in March exactly? We we haven't really remember. we haven't really um, done pickums. That's official. We should do like every conference champion, every conference champion, and maybe maybe like finals for some of the bigger conferences, and then yeah. NCAA's we could do we could do all every eight. conference champion. We're going so kind in all the conferences. <laughs> wow. Wow. Such an elitist. Hey, we did the Mac. How many conference? Seven? Eight? Around there. I don't know. <laughs> I refuse to look it up. Okay. Pack, EIWAs, Big Ten, Big 12, SOCON, Mac. Uh, is EWL still exist or they got it, rolled into something? No, they got rolled into in Mac, Mac, right? Yeah. AC, is it only six? ACC. You didn't say ACC. ACC. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh, Ben, I think you owe me 50 push ups. Why? For winning. <laughs> that was the bet. No, Tyler said he started a doc, but don't think he put in there was JD versus Ben 50 push-ups for Iowa State dude over whoever Ben said. That had to have been 165, over right? Over what? That had to have been Carl Iowa State dude over whoever Ben said. That's not... <laughs> First of all, more <laughs> official documentation on this. That is not very official. Wow. I'm betting 50 push-ups that that was Carr versus O'Toole. I mean, that's probably the most likely thing, right? <laughs> I don't know. It could have been Perryman certain. It's true. There, it could have been that one. There's no way to rule that out. You guys have been counting. I'm probably down. not going to go back and find those tapes. No, not tapes. Well, what does the regular season winner get? I just want to know this. I have no idea. I don't recall anything. <laughs> Bragging rights. For me, the glory of victory is the only reward I've ever needed. That's Except it. when we do fantasy at Flow, and then I get actual money for winning that. That's fun too. <laughs> okay. One last thing on Jesse too. Pretty good true freshman season. Agreed. Only lost to Latona, Roman, and Vito. Wins over Cannon, Foley, Ragason. So Bird. Good freshman. So campaign. I got I got I got tough question for you guys. But he also didn't wrestle at CKLV. That no. that was sad to see. But all in all, pretty good true freshman season. I got a tough question season. for you here. Yes. Um, given that he was number one pound for pound, and 
you know, that he had that gross match and he's beaten other really good guys. Would you consider this like an overperformance for his freshman year or underperformance? Like, did you expect him to be better? Did you expect him to compete for NCAA titles? Or, you know, now he's, well, he's probably six, five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Is that worse than what you'd expect? Mendes? I feel like there was, yes. we had a lot of, like, there was such an element of unknown that we're like, man, maybe he could wrestle with some of these guys. But I feel like it was just more than anything, not, just like not a sound assessment by us. But we were definitely like driving Jesse, not winning a national mm-hmm. title, but like maybe he can enter the, the veto Dayton, like he can contend with some of those guys. Yeah. But I think that was all rooted in like freestyle stuff. And I don't think that's yeah. a, I think more and more you're like, it's it's a data point, but it's not, there's, there's so much more to the equation. So I think he's had a a great true freshman season in reality from wrestling in high school last year. Um, he's beaten all guys he probably should. The one match you would say maybe he should have won was Latona, but man, Latona beat Vito. So no to have no bad losses as a true freshman, yeah. that's pretty tough. Because there's, yeah. there's a lot of guys, a lot of really good wrestlers taking L's, and he basically only loses to elite guys, and he beat several All Americans. So I yeah. think he's had a uh, definitely met expectations. For sure, do you agree? Uh, uh, yeah, I would. I would generally agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, Matt, he, I could, I could have seen him being in love a, with a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him be a little better, but yeah, he has wins over Bird, uh, Bird, Ragason, Foley, Cannon. Yeah, pretty good. Um, this is going different train a little bit, but you bringing up pound for pound made me think of it. Cars win over O'Toole. O'Toole. How does that stack him up in um, not so much Hodge? I guess Hodge, but it's like, okay, Spencer's probably going to win Hodge. Hodge yeah, Spencer, wins. Yeah. But like in a pound for pound talk with a guy like, you know, a Starachi and a, a Roman who David lost at NCAs last year. But then he picks up this mega win. Mm-hmm. But also those guys aren't able to get a win on the same level yeah. because they're staying in the same weight class. How do you judge that? I think like that's why it's weird because those guys are never going to have another match like that. Uh, right? Like the, the, the other he, guys in the pound for pound will not have another high, as highly ranked uh, match. The only one would be Roman and Fixed is the only one. Right. So but prior to this match... We had David Carr number eight on pound for pound, and Keegan at number five. Mm-hmm. You, you think pretty obviously he he passes him. He passes him, goes up to number yeah, five. But sure. does he? <clears throat> excuse me, go ahead of like a Yanni mm-hmm. who lost this year, and David hasn't, and beats an NCAA champion like Keegan, and Keegan his second loss of his career. Pound for pound, I think, takes in a larger pool of data, um, or I think it should. And so I think, yeah, he can definitely pass Keegan. I think Yanni, probably not. Um, and then Starachi, RBY, and Spencer, I think, have to stay until they lose. So I think there's a case for it. I think he has to go jump Fix and Brooks and Keegan based on that, but I don't think he can pass Yanni. That would be my opinion. That's fair. Um, just too too much. The, the the Gomez loss is just such an outlier for for Yanni, and he's been 
you know, great since then. So I would say no. Same amount of losses in their careers, right? Two? True. Yanni did not redshirt. Um, well, but he had a couple years in there, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, same amount of losses for sure. But three titles, all the guys. And, and also, if you stack up the elite wins Yanni has, he has, more, he has way Pretty more. Good. And that's, that's got to be um, for sure. a huge data point. The number of guys he's beaten. Carr's got great wins, but the fifty the year he he won one fifty seven, he did not get to face Ryan Deacon, his lone loss. That, yeah, that, that would be interesting to see what happened in twenty twenty when they did not have NCS because he had that loss to Deacon. It would be yeah. interesting to see if he could have avenged that. And and also if you Carr that nineteen twenty season versus the next year was a different guy. And I know he only lost the one match that year, but I think that year at 157, it was going to be, um, you know, that was like very much like Deacon and, and that that group. And I feel like he was a little bit behind there still. Um, but we didn't get to find out. So it's a, it's a what if for sure. But yeah, I think that's where, I think that's where Carr winds up. A couple other, we had some other um, odds and ends. The uh, Morgan Turner, who oh, yeah. you don't. She's good. She is so good. She placed, uh, she's the first girl to ever place at the Illinois State Tournament, uh, Boys State Championships. I think it's 3A. She she actually placed third. Uh, she didn't just place, she got third. She lost in the semis to Atlantis, who I think was the eventual champion. And then, Mor- then Morgan winds up pretty dominant for third place. Incredible performance by her. She's I can't wait to see her uh, as she continues through the age level and then eventually senior level because she seems so so ahead of her um, ahead of her time. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say I feel like she wrestled really small last year. Like I, I don't know that she doesn't weigh 106, but I feel like she wrestled at like a really small weight. No, I think you're right. Year, I don't. I don't know if she weighs be... 100. She didn't look totally outsized in the match, so she could be growing. She's young, so that's gonna happen. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, an incredible performance by her. Yeah. Man, she wrestled ninety pounds. Let's see, this is August. August was forty-two kilograms. Whatever the heck that is, it's like ninety-ish, um, ninety something. Yeah, ninety-two point five. Yeah. So she yeah, seventy-nine cr- last year. Some things though. Yeah, she's small, but she's a beast. So congrats to her. Uh, in Iowa, go ahead, JD. Rihanna Utterbach placed at Iowa High School Boys State as well. That's cool. All right, I got so I got like a debate for you guys. What third? do you guys think about the um, embrace debate? Uh, well, now that the high majority of these states have female divisions, should the females be forced to compete in that division, or should they still have the option to do either one? Hmm. I I don't really have a problem with it if they want to. I do think you should pick. Um. Pick one or the other. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to do both. Yeah, I think you should pick. Um, it is kind of weird because Which that's like, what it is in Iowa. She did not wrestle in the Iowa girls, girls state tournament. Yes. Just just the boys. And, and obviously these uh, these ladies are when they do that, they're probably just they just want tougher competition and get to face that. Yes, that, that was her scenario. And I don't think you can do it if your school is sanctioned, like has a sanctioned girls team. She's oh. the only girl for her team. Oh, interesting. And it's not like a um, 
compliance thing where like it, mm. some schools partner up and then like because they're like oh we have one girl and we have four girls or whatever so you can just go here and that's on this like official partnership yeah that's not the case um it she's the only girl on her team so they gave her her coaches gave her the option and she said i would rather get the good competition and go and rest of the boys i think it's i mean <clears throat> to me it doesn't bother me at all it is sort of weird when you think like um, I don't know. Is this happening like basketball? Could a girl just play on the? What's well, a team, team sport? This is individual. So like track would be I like agree. a better thing. But track, yeah. I, I don't think it. You don't. Happens. I don't think you see that in track though. Um, in cross country, the races are all together, so you could technically, uh, the girls race against the boys, but in in dual meets for a little cross country yeah. talk but like at the state tournament it's not like that yeah I, I don't have a problem with it I think it's fine um, I do think I think it's it's where we're at right now for, for women's wrestling a lot of these brackets for some of the elite elite girls like just like the guys they're trying to get the toughest competition they can they want to really test themselves and at some point some of these tournaments are like it's too easy for them to win uh, and they just want to win that and even if not it's their prerogative. I don't have any any issue with it at all. What do you think, Ben? Uh, no, I mean, I, I do think it adds a level of legitimacy to the women's state tournament. And obviously, there's been a lot of women clamoring to have their own separate state tournament for a while. And I think they all should. Um, and so when you have the best girls in that, it adds a level of legitimacy to mm-hmm. that tournament. And if you have, in any tournament, if you have the best people sitting out or choosing not to participate, it takes away from the legitimacy of it, and no one cares as much. And so if you want people to care as much as possible, you need the best people competing in it. And even if – and, you know, for the best competition thing, I kind of like eh, on that one because it's like uh, – and I'm, I'll just I'll act like I'm their coach or something. I'm not asking you to do this for, for 12 months. Honestly, you can wrestle on the boys' team the rest of the year. I'm asking you to do sectionals and state at the girls' state tournament. That's yeah. it. Two weekends. You know, you're going to get a total of, I don't know, seven, six, seven, eight matches maybe, and then go back to boys or go to, you know, the national level girls stuff where you're going to get people your skill level. That's kind of how I would think about it is like, oh, well, I'm not asking you to do this for 12 months and I'm not asking you to practice with a different team. You're gonna, We're all going to practice together probably at this point. The boys and the girls are probably still practicing together and you can compete on the boys team the majority of the year and then sectional state, go win a girls state title and legitimize that tournament. Yeah, it's a good point because uh, at some point you want these the the women's tournaments just stand on their own. But if yeah. all the be- if all the best just choose the boys, then it's like well the legit they it could be a really tough tournament. But if they all are choosing, if all the elite yes. are choosing to get just wrestle in the boys, then yeah. you'll never get there. So at some I mean, point, that's something. I do you think that is the best case scenario to have a really tough? girls and boys tournament yeah to to draw to draw a parallel i mean i've done that with with our boys um there have been certain tournaments where they kind of look down on that tournament say oh that tournament is not that hard so we're not going to skip it and you know like southeast wisconsin where we have three academies it's like well listen you guys might say it's it's easy but if all of you guys show up it's actually going to be pretty good so how about you guys show up and go get some good matches and, you know, let's get this. And it's not an easy tournament. If all of you guys show up, it's no longer an easy tournament. It's a hard tournament. So, yes. that, you know, same thing for the girls. Um, I can speak for Wisconsin. There's going to be quite a few good girls. If they all show up, there's going to be some good competition. I mean, obviously, there are going to be some girls who are head and shoulders above others, but there will be some pretty damn good brackets. Yes. 
Uh, also no, in high school talk, did you watch uh, Gabe Arnold versus Tate Noctoborn? I did not watch that. I asked you Come what the on, result dog. was. Come on, dog. Well, uh, I mean, they're, they're just going to go triple overtime every time. Th- that's the first time that's happened. What no, are you talking about? Tiebreakers another time. No, they went to tiebreakers last time. I watched the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the reversal. Yeah, I thought that did. was in regulation. Oh, so they got to fix high school out of bounds rules. Yeah, high school out of bounds is it, it, JD. It really is so ridiculous because um, when you're watching it, you know you know there is a rule, but when you're watching it, it feels very arbitrary of when they're calling out of bounds versus when they're not. Versus college is so superior, and I think. You know, the, arg- the argument on why they don't use college out-of-bounds in high school is because some of the mats aren't, like, there's not as much um, out-of-bounds. The rule should be, we're going to use college out-of-bounds unless, for some reason, we can't in this singular dual meet, you know, and then they change it. But college out-of-bounds is so much better. I mean, there was one time, I'm trying to pull up the match here and send it to Tyler, where both in the 30-second span, you can see both wrestlers just dive for the out of like the other wrestler gets in on the legs and oh. they just dive for out of bounds because they're close and all it takes is like one dive and you know you get partially out of bounds yes yeah and Gabe and Tate's match yes oh 100% they both were in deep on singles and the other dude literally just leapt out of bounds yes they leap 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 and then they turn and face at yeah, the point when end. they can't do anything and then it's, it just goes out uh, but it was still it was a very exciting match um all right, let's get. We got some voicemails. Oh, this North Carolina thing is really sad. It just, it just sucked. Um, did you see this at all, Ben? I I, uh, I read your tweets on it. Okay, well that's pretty much what happened. Basically, yeah, they the table worker misscored the match. The one kid should have won eight six, and they had it backwards. And the other kid won eight six. This mistake happened like in the second period, and somehow the coaches, the officials. The table worker, no one noticed until the match was completely over. And then the ref said, hey, the score's right, and they move on, only to have them say, okay, well, this was totally screwed up. And so they re-wrestled the match and um, the next morning, which honestly is the was the right decision to re-wrestle it because yeah. um, – you can't go back and rescore the match because this guy thinks he's winning. So for over half the half the match, so there's nothing you can do. You can't just say, "Well, it, it was scored wrong." So they had to rewrestle it, and then the guy that should have lost the first match won big. Oh my goodness gracious! So, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um, At least they didn't Ian Miller him. They didn't Ian Miller him. The NCA said, "Take take the L, Beth." Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ian. I know Ben can't talk about this because he's he's been he's compromised. He's in the pocket. <laughs> Why am I compromised? Oh, you're you're in the pocket of Big Real Buto. You love them. <laughs> They're your boys. I didn't even remember that till you said it. You didn't see? My they goodness. erased his memory. I actually I did I did just see Steve and Kath. Uh, they came to Luca Max's birthday party. I got you want to see the best wrestling stance ever? Yeah. Uh, because their son Colin wrestles for Northern Iowa, and Northern Iowa was wrestling Wisconsin on Saturday, and so they they went to Luca's birthday party, and then they went over after uh, afterwards. Okay, look how cute this is. This is the best thing ever. Oh, uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> He's That's how you do it. You ain't getting through that head hands. No freaking way. So funny. Um, so that was too bad. Uh, unfortunately, during. Uh, 
State championship. It's pretty crazy season. though that, that there's that no one recognized the scores wrong between the coaching staff and the athlete and everyone else. That was I know, and I kind of haven't wanted to say this, but it's like I just remember when I was like I was always checking the score every time points went up. Like I don't know, yeah. it's, just, it's almost you don't really think about it. You're just always doing it because you know yes. you got freaking volunteers clicking buttons. Yeah, it's like you and got even on both sides. Like if. uh if if it went in my favor, for example, I I would want it correct because I wouldn't want them to change it later and have yes. the athlete like miss thinking about the score, you know. So say um, you know, it's supposed to be five five three me, and I'm winning, but they give they give me an extra point in six three. I don't want the guy that I'm coaching thinking he's he's winning six to three when he's actually only winning five to three. So yes. like, hold on, let's make sure we get this right. And then obviously, just in the sense of fairness, like. You want the right points on the board. You don't want you don't want to win by cheating. So let's do it right. So, yeah, I couldn't believe it wasn't wasn't caught by them because I, you know, coaches know like you got to make sure. But heat of the moment, things happen, and um, yeah, that's how it goes. Un- unfortunate. This is a, this is a weird part of the year because all there's always crazy drama during state championship season because the, the refs aren't great. There's so much happening. Yeah, um, like this Nasir Bailey uh, state title celebration thing, where the ref wouldn't let go of his arm. Like, let would what happened? I didn't see this. What happened? Oh, it's not good. It's I don't know why the ref wouldn't just let the kid why, go. Yeah. Sometimes why the refs feel the need to. Um, I mean, there is something. Obviously, obviously, being a referee is a hard job, so I don't want to totally crap on them. But there is something about the the personality type that, that is a referee mm-hmm. wants structure and order, and they also want to be in charge. And so, if something is happening that they don't like, sometimes they I feel like they go too hard as opposed to just being okay with whatever they don't want to be be happening. Yeah. Um, we can. So he holds on to his arm the whole time. Yeah, he wouldn't let him. Uh, he wouldn't let him go. He just would not let go of him. Um, that's why yeah, false imprisonment. Can't yeah, do that. It was not not a good look. Um, yeah, just. Well, you think to... uh, you think of all the years of wrestling training, and this year Bailey know how to clear a wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Maybe probably he wasn't arm drag on him. He Boom. thought the match was over. Him. He didn't know he had. Man, what if he arm dragged the ref? Listen, if someone grabs my wrist like that, that might put me in battle mode. I might have to arm drag. I mean, he just finished the match. Who's who's to say when when battle mode ends? I just um, texted it seriously. to you, Ben. Yeah, you can watch there, it. Uh, okay, there's certain ways where so, uh, where someone grabs you a certain way, it puts you uh, you know, it might put you in a frame of mind where you got to battle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here we go. He's put his hands up. How long's this clip? Oh man, this is getting some. It's got two hundred twenty thousand views already. Yeah. Okay, but he okay. The ref doesn't even have him. Okay, now the ref has him. All right, so the ref's like talking to. Why? What is going on? Not good. What is this ref doing? Yeah. Uh, oh, then he went did it anyways. Good for him. Yeah, then he did his backflip. Good for him. Well, well, I saw someone. I don't recall which state it was. It was, it was scrolling through social media quickly, but I saw. Um, how I want to say Nebraska, but I could tell definitely they outlawed backflips as a celebration. They did. Some some journalist so named Stu had a very Stu take and said they should not allow. Uh, he said finally they're getting rid of backflips. Like this wow. is a joke. That's, this is that's a parody account. Was he? Oh, it was a parody. I don't know. It's got to be like what? Who would have some stupid take like that? I don't know. He's like a verified dude. 
He, I am, I am the high school sports editor and golf editor for Omaha World Herald. No, this guy hates backflips. I promise you. <laughs> he's just mad. He's not athletic enough to do one. I mean, I can't do one either. But whatever, if you can't go for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, he hates backflips, and and yeah, rightly you know what, so. They least... are they are a menace, a scourge. <laughs> I do think it's a little overplayed because you know the first couple people do a backflip, that's really cool. But now it's like. You know, there's uh, there'll be what 14 weight classes, 42 state champions. Uh, I don't know. We'll hit like probably 14 backflips on next Saturday. It's kind of a lot. Yeah. So you know, state- what I always find to be funny is when the so we, me and Shane, talk about how the crowd in Wisconsin sold out. How there are certain cel- types of celebrations, which are like crowd approved, but certain other celebrations will get booed. I never, I never get this. Like a dude starts dancing, boo. Yeah, he flexes and points to the crowd. Oh, so awesome. It's like, wait, 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 like, why are we, why are we deciding which celebration is approved and which one is not? It is so weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. doesn't bother me. Yeah, you um, won. Have a little, have a little fun for a second. I mean, don't be out there for like three minutes or nothing, but yeah. you know, dance for a few seconds or. Don't do the Napoleon Dynamite, or, you know, dance routine, but, um, whatever, know, you know, have some fun. Also. This isn't even true because you do the backflip after the match. And like if a football player did a backflip after the match, nothing would happen. Well, I pretty no, I, true. I think it might be a penalty. Oh, after after the game. Oh, the game's over. Good point, JD. You can't not, get a 15 yard penalty point. after the game's over. Yeah. You can't get a technical after a basketball game's over. Oh wow. Check and mates, Stu. This is the real big J. Big J D, we call him. That's right. But Omaha, that's kind of your your you got you got peoples there. It's true. It's this has got to be hard for you. <laughs> Put you in a tough spot. Stu's not my people. Stu's not your people. Backflip people are our people. Because can you do I one? I said Stu is never my friend. Uh, no. I can do a front flip. That's pretty good. I can't do it. It's been, any. A, long, it's been a, a while since I've done that. I, I probably shouldn't say that. Who does that? All right. Uh, let's get to some voicemails. Starting with uh, vas- Vasectomy Radio Live. Let's play that one first, Tyler. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Pete from Washington State again. Hey, I couldn't help calling. Uh, I'm just now listening to Monday's show, and I just heard Ben say that sperm crossed the blood-brain barrier. Um, I'm a family doctor, and I just want everyone to know that that is absolute idiocy. Uh, don't be a coward. Uh, do your wife a favor. Get a vasectomy. Uh, don't get your health information from Google, and especially not from Ben Askren. Uh, ben, I'm a huge fan, wow. but stay here. What a hater. Pretty pleased. All right, thanks, guys. Take it easy. I'm going uh, to find these studies now. Okay, find the studies. Yeah. You go to war with the family doctor, Google Ben Askren. Yeah. Family Very... doctors. What is up with these doctors thinking they know everything? Haven't they learned? Listen, I heard a bunch oh, of doctors boy. say that, oh, don't get me started. We just saw what came up, that, oh, no, natural immunity is not really a thing. And now two years later, they're trying to admit it after they forced everyone to get a shot. Like, you doctors, you don't know everything. You okay. think you know I everything. Think, I don't think there's like some you know conspiracy everything. to get people vasectomies. You never know, Christian. Why they would woke, there be a bro. conspiracy about they that? They woke. I'm done they having get kids. Paid. Let's go. It's not Listen, that expensive. They don't, get, they don't get to cut my nuts. They don't get any of my money, Christian. They cut my nuts. They get my money. And there they get me in a dementia home. They get more of my money. They get more of your money when you when you have uh have another kid, Ben. Well, listen, I pull out real good. I'm a hundred percent. I never, I never misfired. Not one time. 
It's been a lot of times, Christian. Me and my old lady, we've been together for 15 years now. Actually, don't you get more tax breaks for uh, having more kids? Yes. Christian, Christian, we're talking about birth control methods on the show here. I didn't swear once today, but you made me talk about birth (laughs) control methods. No, I didn't. That was not necessary. Yes, you did. You said if I had more babies, but I'm not having no more babies. Well, you act like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Let's go. 100%. All right. right. Um, I mean, uh, (laughs) I can't even. I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. Don't don't (laughs) take medical advice from from Ben Askren. Or Um, or people who said natural immunity doesn't work. If they said natural immunity doesn't work, you probably shouldn't listen to them. All right. Let's go to an area where Ben is a true expert. Youth practice question. Let's get to that one. I'm, I'm sending you guys the article right now. Vasectomy may put men at the risk for type of hey dementia. Guys. Hey, this is Pete from Washington State. I've got a uh, question for you, actually, something I really need your help with. Um, my son is six years old. I've been wrestling with him since he could crawl, and he really he's always loved it. And we just recently put him in a youth wrestling program. We live in a really small town. It's the only program within about 50 miles of us. Um, and unfortunately, the coach is really um, – he he's really – He's really intense. Um, he basically practices are basically an hour and a half of drilling with about 10 minutes of kind of king of the mat style, uh, live wrestling at the end. And, uh, you know, he makes them run if they can't. He gets really in depth on technique. Um, we're talking the five to eight year old, uh, age group. He gets really, really kind of into the weeds on technique. And then when they can't pay attention, he makes them run laps. Um, I can just see him extinguishing my son's love of wrestling as we go. I mean, he doesn't even want to go to practice anymore. Uh, I don't know the coach at all. I don't really have a relationship with him. I'm really trying to figure out how best to provide some constructive feedback. Um, I just want, want to know if you guys uh, have any pointers for me on how, how I might go about that in the most constructive way possible um, before my, my kid starts liking basketball or something serious like that. So anyway, uh, would really appreciate you guys' insights. Thanks for your time. Take care. Ben? Oh, I'm just still stuck. I'm finding these vasectomy links. I'm trying to help Because I called it. What do you say? Comment that Ben's not going to be able to focus on the rest of the show looking for vasectomy <laughs> research. Yep. <laughs> ben, you have to get off this. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's a tough one uh, because... Um, I mean, yes, I, most likely I would just say find a different club, but he made it seem like geographically that was not, not in the cards, right? Yeah. Is it 50 miles? That's kind of a long. Where does he live? Like in the middle of nowhere? W- Washington, I think he said. Washington State. Must be, must be like way out, way, way, way out. Um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously because if someone is – I don't know. I mean, I would just go talk, try talking to them at first and see, see how receptive they were to – a discussion that's probably your first step and then if they yeah if they really push back and they have uh a god complex like some of the, like these doctors have then uh whew, i mean if it's me i'll probably just do my own thing and and coach a few kids that want to um but yeah i mean obviously not everyone's in the position i am um yeah i don't know maybe maybe try to convince a few other parents that the way the guy is doing it is not great i would probably look at his history also like how long has he been doing this is he having success is his retention great if he starts with 40 k through three guys how many of the 40 stick around till sixth through eighth grade stuff like mm-hmm. that and then try to try to make a point to him about it probably what yeah. i would do but but more broadly 
the 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 practice structure doesn't make sense for that age group. I would say no. I mean, I, you know, we we're lucky enough where we can really split it up. And um, no, I mean, like under that age, it just no, they're not good. They just they don't really retain information well. Um, just let them battle a little bit. Let them have some fun. To teach them how to learn and and listen a little bit, and just don't have too high of expectations. And then uh, you you can really make so much movement when they're older uh in a short period of time if you get them to enjoy the sport and want to listen and learn right yeah so i mean i just think about practice like that it's it's not going to keep many kids in it for very long and even if they just get forced to do it for a couple years they're they're not going to enjoy it and they should at this age they need to be enjoying it um what they're doing i think so because it they're just they're going to quit the first opportunity they get if they if they hate it um which will happen someday parents so i would I just be mindful of that. If they're not having fun and like wanting to go back, that's that's a pretty bad sign. Um, but yeah, I, th- I was thinking the same thing. Like, all right, well, what's the retention for this guy's uh, program like? That's and what I would, I would say. Yeah. I would cite that um, because yeah, I remember I have I probably told the story a bunch, but I remember I was at this uh, tournament in Illinois, and they're like, "Yeah, we got forty-seven fifth and unders or something, but we only have three kids in sixth grade, grade, and it's like." uh hello mcfly <laughs> you know like there's a reason uh yeah there's a reason that's happening like yeah, these kids just ain't they're out. not tough yes no mm-hmm. you, you just don't get it i have a oh, i have a question um dad talk radio live all right dad talk. so yesterday caleb did not go bottom one time we just took neutral are you team auto bottom for youth wrestlers? Hell no. Choosing bottom in youth wrestling is dumb. Okay. <laughs> good. I feel yeah. smart. You have some youth wrestlers who are actually good there, but it's it's more rare than than likely that they're good. Um, and so it's like, I, the way, here's what I think about it, is uh, a big part of bottom is being strong. And, yes. And we're talking young. I'm, I'm even saying like sixth grade and younger. A lot of them don't have; they can't generate the power in their hips and their shoulders in order to do a lot of the things necessary to get up bottom. Yeah. Does that mean we're not going to drill it? No, we're going to drill it, and we're going to wrestle live and practice on top and bottom. But if we're at a wrestling match, um, oftentimes, by I mean, especially experience wise, they suck on bottom. They're going to get their face rubbed in the mat. They're going to get the arm pulled back, and then they're going to get barred for a minute straight. You know? Yeah. Um, no, so new, I think neutral is the the better choice the majority of the time, um, and especially even some of those kids, I know their best position by a very long shot is top. I'll choose top too. Um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, obviously as they started getting in seventh, eighth grade, then then choosing bottom becomes more more frequent. Simple, definitely still not for sure, but definitely more frequent. Yeah, yeah, because part of me I was like, man, should he? But then I was like, no, you get. You practice bottom in practice every single yeah. every single time, so you don't have to. You're not. It's not like you're getting more experience just by choosing bottom. Okay, good. I feel a little better. Now. No, 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 totally. And then, um, I mean, obviously, even in high school and college, I think auto bottom is a uh, very low IQ. Right, yeah. you should be looking yeah. at the match and seeing what is happening, what is their skill set, what is my skill set, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. You got taken down and ridden for a minute and a half, maybe. That is the, that is the most frustrating one right there. When you just got ridden for ninety seconds, at no point were you ever close to escape, and you chose bottom. Like what? What is even happening? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I hate it. Okay, cool. Uh, Penn mm-hmm. State Pete had a question. 
This is Penn State Pete. Let me ask you two questions. Number one, do you think Levi Haynes, if last year's redshirt rules were still in effect, would be wrestling this year? Number two, do you think the ACC and Big 12 gets higher rankings for the NCAA tournaments because there are lesser quality matches than the Big 10? Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. So the first question, uh, would Haynes have wrestled this year, basically, if, if they didn't have the redshirt rules they had? I think probably so. I just think you see him in more opens. You see him probably wrestle at the scuffle or something like that to where he can he can prove himself, and then they're like, okay, yeah, he's yeah. he's ready to go. But instead, they just got to let him travel with the team and prove himself in duels. Uh, but, you know, you think about now Mark Hall and, and Levi Haynes, like, not trying to put the cart before the horse here, but they they knew Mark was ready based on some some opens and the scuffle, and they yeah. were gonna they were gonna use him. So I think probably Levi gets gets used either way. But how awesome is the rule, though? It's so awesome. It's so, so much awesome. cooler seeing them in these big dual meets as opposed to I mean just Isagera. Isagera, yeah, that's the one. That came to that's my mind. cool that he got to do that. That I don't know what what was up with Vasquez on this match, but. Um, it's cool that he got that opportunity, and now we're going to be more excited for him next year. 100%. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, and then what was the Big 12 question? Do those guys get higher rankings because they don't go through the Big 12? Yeah, the, the basically Big non-Big 10 guys, um, do they get reward, or do they get hurt or helped by maybe not having as many high-level matches throughout the season? I think the system is about as equitable as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. I don't see the issue. So uh, once I, in a while, the Missouri Tigers will get lucky, and Christian Piles will complain about it. But that's about it. Once in a while. Um, <laughs> so I, I would say I think it evens itself out um, if if you have the right schedule. Like I think the Big Ten quote disadvantage is how tough it is, but you also have so many more opportunities to get yes good matches and ranking matches and things that can help you climb the ladder. Whereas like. For a team that's that's not in the Big Ten and, like, you have one event where, like, you're kind of making a lot of your bets or, like, one tournament, if you are if you don't perform well that weekend, then, like, your big opportunity is missed. So I think it evens itself yes. out. Like, think about, like, a Jesse Mendez who he lost to Vito and RBY, but he was able to get wins over Ragusin, Cannon, yep. Lucas Bird. Bird. Yes. Although Bird was at an open. Right. But I think I do think that is um, I think it evens itself out. It, it and let's be honest, yeah, your these conferences are cut cut out from the Big Ten dual schedule. But you can make your schedule as tough as you want it to be. Yes, you can go. Mm-hmm. To, State. You can go to Vegas. You can schedule these duels. Now, if you're in Iowa State, like not a lot of people are going to get on the phone and want to schedule you. Eric, Zeke Jones has this problem. A lot of teams don't want to duel him. A lot of teams don't want to duel Cornell. Um, but you can get tough matches if if you're looking for them. You can go to tough yeah. tournaments. There's ways to. I mean, it's to make just it if you go to if you go to Vegas and scuffle. That's yeah. that's plenty of tough matches. Mm-hmm. Vegas scuffle, a couple of good non-conference duels, and like for for Big Twelve, it's it's really tough. ACC is really yeah. tough. There's only a few conferences that are your 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 dual schedule is going to be pretty weak, or your conference dual schedule is going to be weak. So yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um. Okay. Before we get to 
other questions. Just a reminder of the phone number uh, to call in, 515-509-5071. also be in the description of this episode. So call in, leave some more, some more questions, some more, some more takes. Maybe we'll play it. Okay. Yeah, I like I like the voicemails. Good voicemails. Thank you guys. Um, get to some questions. I only have a couple in here. Yeah. One, we have Tulsa slander, and I won't hear it. Rich B says, "Could the NCA have picked a worse location for NCAs than Tulsa? Four hotels in the whole town." Um, I don't think that's true. By fake, big yeah, news. yeah, definitely not true, Rich. Um, and I think there's a whole. I got frustrated a couple weeks ago when everyone started crapping on Tulsa and getting like, "What is the NCAA doing with these?" Even smart people, and I won't say their names, but they're like this wrestling shoots itself in the foot thing. It's like, guys, do you understand yeah, how this so works? It's like, yeah, why don't you have it in Phoenix? Why don't you have it in Orlando or Vegas or someplace awesome? It's like, do you have like think for four seconds why what the answer to that question might be? And it's these cities have to want the tournament and they have to put in a yes. bid to get it. So it's like no one is the NCAA isn't like. Sorry, Orlando. Sorry, you know, Vegas, Phoenix, etc. You think <laughs> no, that's happening? I heard, I heard, yeah, I heard Orlando put in a good bid. Atlanta? No, Orlando. Oh, really? Yeah, Disney wanted to host it. Disney wanted it? <laughs> Do it with the Disney <laughs> duel. Yeah, guys, like, there's not uh, some enormous list of, of cities that want to do it. Fortunately, I think we get pretty good cities. Detroit was pretty rough last year. Um, yeah, not good. But... Man, there's not a lot of amazing cities that are trying to get this thing. And so the NCAA has to make a choice based on the bids. And I think Tulsa is is fine. Now, they haven't done it yet. They've got it to do. But um, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. And you know what? Until you try it, I don't know if you can knock it. I don't think it's worse. It is expensive to get there, uh, potentially. But Tracy Piles is flying into Oklahoma City, and we're going to pick him up along the way. It's going to be awesome. It's a little cheaper there. So yeah, no Tulsa slander. Next year be fun. Kansas City. Kansas City, I'm looking forward I'll to it. You you're not gonna go. You're gonna end up coaching some no, Greco Duels tournament. City. Um so excited. I met uh, Harrison Bucker at the Kansas City airport this past week. You did? Shook his hand. I said, oh. congratulations. <laughs> I knew. I couldn't wait for Ben to say who. He's the kicker for the Chiefs. It was the day after the parade. <laughs> wow. He rode coach with his whole family. What a beast. Kicker. You were on a flight with him? Yeah, Kansas City to Atlanta. No one He's cares from about Atlanta. kickers. Well, you care about them when, when the game's on the line. They won by a field goal, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he kicked the game-winning points. They won 38-35, to 35, I believe. Not what a tall individual. Kicker. Not important. Not important. Man, big <laughs> hater. You don't even watch football, Ben. Uh, I don't watch any football. Your wife's a diehard Chiefs fan. And you're yeah, going right. to act she, like you don't know who Bucker is. She tried turning on 10 minutes of football. The Super Bowl, and then she got overruled by the kids. Oh, man. <laughs> Dunk on. Uh, so funny. Um, the Godfather. Michigan, over under two and a half All-Americans this year. First off, I'll say this is probably the right number for the over-under. Yes, it is. I think they have a lock with Mason. Yep. Mason will place. And then f- what's your next lock? Your next most likely Ragusin is that Ragusin? is very likely, I would say. Very likely. Uh, okay, we'll say maybe that's a little too strong. He's currently Three. ranked 10th, 11th. Ooh, that, he's really that low right now? Yeah. Look, okay, maybe list not. List his losses. Maybe too... 
Mendez, Foley, Roman, Fix. Yeah, the Foley was a bad Philippi, one. No, not Philippi. This, his Biscoglia, this Biscoglia and McGee. Yeah, very likely, I believe, is a very charitable perspective. Yeah, I do that think was too, he's got too charitable. My bad. Um, charitable Ben Askren. Yeah. They call him. So I think uh, he's got a shot. I would say thirty-five percent chance to place, which is I think is high. Sure. So then, Luan has a chance. And Kamamine was healthy. Um, yeah, he, he would have a decent shot. I, I, I don't know his health though. Um, and he, outside yeah. shot by uh, Fine Silver. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely outside shot for for Matt Fine Silver. So I think they've got five. Good chances, but they have a couple weights. I mean, top five Jack Medley. We'll see if that happens. Stop. I mean, he could place. Why not? One twenty-five. Oh, man, stop. Okay. I mean, I don't you think would, he's going I, to. You would have scoffed at that a while ago. And now I mean, does. I am scoffing. I'm just it. trying Eric to find. Barnett you know, win. Yeah, beat Eric Barnett. You're probably gonna pick him I to was, place, knowing was, you. Uh, I will probably pick Eric Barnett to place. Yes. Yeah. But forty-one, no forty-nine. Don't think mm-hmm. so. Um, seventy-four. No, yeah, two and a half. I'll not. take the over. I'll take the over because I think Luan I, will place. Yeah. Paris will place, and then they just need a combination of. Fine Cam. at eight guys. Yeah, he def- I mean he's ranked eight. All right, official stamp. Tyler Meisinger. I'll say over. over. I'm taking the over. Hashtag go blue. Hashtag team one hundred and one. Uh, Jacob Hughley. It's looking like Iowa has a possibility of earning 10 All-Americans. This would take a great tournament, but it's a possibility. What does it say about Penn State that they would still likely win NCAA title in the event that Iowa put all 10 on the podium? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. And if it did happen, you'd have a bunch sneaking in at like seventh, eighth place. Yeah. I, I think it would just say the, the power I mean, of having titles. question, Christian? More likely, Penn State has nine because they didn't get twenty five, or Iowa has ten. Uh, I think Penn State getting nine is more likely. Yeah, because I feel just well, you've got five guys that it would take probably an act of Congress to keep them off the podium. Like they're just they're going to place like Roman, mm-hmm. um, and then Starachi up. Those guys yep. are going to be on the podium, and most of them will probably be wrestling in the NCAA finals. And yes. then so it's so it's Bo, who looks like he's probably going to place. Um, yeah. But now Van Ness uh, could yeah, borderline. Borderline. Haynes is probably borderline, even though I feel pretty good about it. He's more border. Real. He's more likely than Van Ness. Yes. After Bo, I think Va- Haynes is the next most likely All American for Penn State. Yeah. And then, then probably Van Ness, then Facundo. Just because Facundo might be higher than Van Ness for me because he he did man he doesn't get beat very bad by anybody. It's always like people have a hard time taking him down, so he could sneak one or two matches out against people who are maybe a little bit better than him. And I don't disagree with that, but I'll also say sixty five. Just sixty five is tougher, so yeah. much tougher. So I think that balances it out a little bit. Um, and I, I and Van Ness, yeah, he's gotten he's had a couple. Matches that weren't as close as maybe you would have expected, but he doesn't exactly get blown blown out either. Yeah. Um, so that 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 gets you to nine. <clears throat> Ten is just tough because for Iowa, 
like Seabrick would have to place, that's going to be tough. And as great as he's been for them, he's still it's still going to be hard and, for him to place. And 33 is not not a lock. 49 is not a lock. Obviously, you know how I feel. 65, I think, is more likely than the other ones we just mentioned. Even Nelson Brown's not a lock. Assad, I, actually, I don't even think Assad is that likely, in my opinion. So yeah. they got a whole bunch that maybe can't. Yeah, I mean, they're... Where, where do you put the over-under at for Iowa? Five and a half? That's what five? I was going to... I said, I, yeah, the talk about 10, but I think it, the number is probably closer to five. Yeah. It's like Spencer, Tony, I still think <laughs> Warner will figure it out in place. Um, I think it's probably likely. Real Woods, and then... Yeah. Then it's a combination. Kennedy Murin's probably your next couple, most likely. Kennedy Murin, Teske, probably in this order, and then... And Teske has not been great this year. Yeah, maybe I'm just riding the you were tough against Dayton Fix high, which is rare. Most most people yeah. can't out. wrestle Dayton at all. Teske's only 6-2 and two this year. I mean, his only losses are RPY and Dayton, but he got 4-3 four, three, <laughs> four, three over Jake Gliva, which was super close. 5-2 uh, over Kyle Berwick. I mean, uh, it's like, I guess yeah. part of it is maybe we just don't know because we haven't seen him against anyone that's that good but that minnesota match he was losing until the end against the guy who's not even a starter yeah um you know the the reality is jacob your, your question like i'd be surprised if iowa had more all-americans than penn state throw, i throw, would also throw the ncaa champs out i i think i think they'll probably have more all-americans yes, though they do have they do sure. have a 10th bullet that which penn state doesn't have yes Okay, let me see if there's any other questions that um, made their way. Um, Good, because I got a piece so bad. I'm so ready to be done. 943. Um, Eric Rage. Spencer Lee once again scored no points in the second or third period. Finishes regular <laughs> season. It's, uh, it's, it's time to press the panic button with, with Spencer. Um, hey, but what is this one about you guys? I I don't even know which IHSA this is. I'm assuming Iowa or Illinois. It's Illinois. Uh, why do you guys hate it? Is it it's a joke, right or no? I think he really thinks we hate it. Um, but why? Because I mean, you guys obviously covered the Iowa High School State tournament, and I saw Illinois. Clips. Illinois. Oh, it's up Illinois. How do we know which one he's talking about? Uh, because Iowa hey. is. H-S-A-A. Yeah, they put two oh, A's Oh, there's the end. two A's on there. Oh, Association right. of America, I believe is what it so stands why, for. I wonder why he thinks you hate it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how many how many high school state tournaments do we talk about on this show, period? Almost none. Not many. I, I don't think we talked about the Iowa State Tournament at any point. Maybe we mentioned... Well, we, brought up, we brought up the girls placing at both uh, Illinois and Gabe Iowa. And Tate. Right now. We talked Gabe and Tate, maybe, and like... Okay, does Illinois have any like rank versus rank type of matchups like yeah, that? Yeah, I Two think they top had five uh, guys. what Basinger and Lemley maybe. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I I like Illinois just fine. I think you probably. I think I think Shay just loves Illinois wrestling. He wants to talk yeah. about. We don't talk about much high school wrestling at all here, honestly. I want to get a lot more social media love. Yeah. Um. Okay. But that's because well, you guys actually had rights to it, so that makes a lot of sense. Well, we had Illinois. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't Archives, know. at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Uh, I got to pee. It's 945. I, I fulfilled my obligation. Wow. 
I have not peed my pants, so I'm also 100% Last on guy this, in, as well first as guy things. out. That's Ben Askren. I got to pee. I'm out of here. You can't wait. Small bladder Ben leaving the building. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next next Wednesday, as in two days from now. <laughs> not to scare you people. We'll be back. Thanks so much for listening. A lot of content coming out. Keep your eyes on the site. We'll see you then. Happy Monday. Goodbye.